Welcome to our YouTube channel. As you take time to listen to God's word today, we believe and we pray that you will be inspired and your faith will be strengthened and we hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family. Praise the Lord Church. After about two years, I think more than two years, I have the privilege of standing, you know, in front of you and speak what God has put in my heart. And when um, Pastor Sam and Pastor Jeremy asked me to share the word, I was, I accepted, but I was wondering what am I going to say for the mothers because I already spoke on Mother's Day when we first joined the church. I was uh, praying about it and the Lord gave me three names three mothers' names. One is from the Old Testament, the other two are from the New Testament. God says, go and speak. Go and put down whatever I am telling you to put down. Maybe it may not make sense for you at this time, but it will make sense for the people who receive. Depending on that word, I prepared a sermon on this Mother's Day, starting with a great woman of the Old Testament, Hannah. Hannah is a known character. We all know about the story of Hannah. She was married to Elkanah, and Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Penina. But the problem is, Hannah's womb was closed by the Lord. She did not have children, but Penina had children. So every time when they go to Shiloh to worship the Lord, Hannah, Peninnah was given a portion from Elkanah. And every son and every daughter of Hannah, Peninnah was given a share. But Hannah, Elkanah, the Bible says Elkanah gave a big portion, a double portion for her because the Lord has closed her womb. And the reproach from Penina was too much for her. And then she decided to plead unto God for that reproach to go. So one time when the family went to Shiloh to worship the Lord, she went to the temple and she knelt down and only her lips moved. She was not talking, she was not praying loudly, but her lips moved. So the Eli, the priest, thought this, man, this woman must be a drunkard woman. She must, have be, she must have drunk. So that's why she was mumbling something. So after some time, he told, how long are you going to be drunk? drunk? When are you going to put away the wine? And then she explained, she explained, she explained, my master, I'm not, I'm not drunk, but I am just pleading. I'm just pouring out my heart before the Lord. And she explained that she's a, she's a childless mother and she wants to have a child and she wants to give back the child to the Lord if he gives, him, gives her a male child. And when Eli heard it, he said, go home in peace. 
it will be done for you by the Lord. With that promise, she left the temple. And then they finished everything and they went back home. This is a story everybody knows about it. And then the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11. I want to read it. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed took on the affliction of your maidservant, and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. She made a vow. In marriages, we make vows, isn't it? We make husband, make a vow, makes a vow, and wife also makes a vow. But I wonder how many of us still follow it. You know, even when we, we seem to be happy, we seem to be cheerful and all, but still, at times, we, do, we forget the vow we gave in front of the presence of God, and we are different, different people. But because we are God's people, God reminds us, do you remember? Do you remember the vow that you gave in my presence? You know, many marriages are being affected by this, but many marriages are being put together once they realize that this is not the right way to do it. So in this case, when Hannah spoke about lending the boy back to the Lord's service, she actually did it. She committed, that's why I, I chose Hannah, Hannah's commitment and integrity. We make vows to the Lord. We say, we'll do this, we'll do that. If you do this, Lord, I will definitely do that. But we forget about it. Once we get what God has to give us, we, sometimes we forget about it. And we just go on in our daily life without even thinking that we have made a vow with the Lord. We have made a promise with the Lord. So when we think about these things, I, I, I just saw this in this verse, chapter 1, verse 11. She says, remember me. Remember me. Sometimes when I am not able to pray, when I am not able to do God's work, I plead with the Lord. Lord, remember the work I have done in your vineyard. Remember me. You know, we, doesn't, we don't have to remind God. God. God knows everything. But he expects us to tell him that, please, remember me. She says, remember me and not forget your maidservant. Please don't forget me, Lord. I am, in I am afflicted. I am tortured. I am reproached by Penina, and it is too much for me. I want a child. But that child will be given back to you for your service. God hears Hannah's plea. In verse 19, I mean, yes, in verse 19, the same chapter, then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So God remembered her. That means God has decided to give her a child. 
if we go back to judges you know before samuel for samuel ruth and before ruth judges come if you go back to judges chapter 21 verse 25 it says in these days there was no king in israel and everybody was doing what was right in his eyes they were just you know what what do you say that they were just let loose they were not under anybody's control they were not under anybody's guidance so god saw that israel need a judge israel is in need of a prophet and here is hannah pleading to the lord give me a male child i will give him back to you so god put the need of israel and the desire of hannah together to fulfill his purpose to make samuel the first prophet in israel how beautiful it is god's plans are so beautiful and what do we learn from hannah especially in her role as a wife and as a mother as a wife she was very much loved by elkana she had no problem she was quite happy accepting the reproaches from penina that she could not tolerate she must be a sensitive person like me you know when you are too sensitive even a small thing will just trigger you know you go down so maybe that that was too much for her and she could not bear it and then she she even though she knew elkana loved her so much she could not receive it fully you know what is the use the lord has closed my womb <coughs> sorry as a mother when god answered her prayers the natural tendency for a mother is to hold the baby close to her heart not to give away the baby on any account because this is the baby i have got conceived i bore for 10 9 months 40 weeks and i gave birth to this baby this baby is so precious and on any account i'm not going to give away this baby there are cases but generally speaking that's the mother's heart hana when she got that baby she could have thought oh oh i made a mistake i told the lord i will give this boy back to him to serve him life long i have i even told that the no razor will come upon his head i have made so many promises but no samuel is here samuel means you know you you ask of god for a child and that is a special child that's why the name samuel means so when when she she could have thought about it but she did not have any second thought she said i will give him back to you lord and they took the baby and they gave him back to the lord and the same chapter verses 26 27 28 and she said oh my lord as your soul soul lives my lord i am the woman who stood by you here praying to the lord he's telling eli the priest for this child i prayed and the lord has granted me my petition which i asked of him therefore i also have lent him to the lord as long as he lives 
he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. Hannah is a woman of commitment. Hannah is a woman of integrity. She left a legacy of integrity to Samuel. What, how beautiful it is. What kind of legacy we as parents leave for our children? What can they say? Say about your mother, say about your father. What can they say about us? That's so important. What is the legacy we are, we are leaving? A legacy of prayer, legacy of integrity, legacy of obedience, legacy of trust, legacy of faith. There are so many legacies that we can leave for the generations to come. The future generations, we may not be alive to see, but we hear, you know, we hear now there are people who, are, Pastor Sam was talking about her gran, you know. So the, it, it's, all, it's all legacy, isn't it? Yeah. That our, our, our fathers, forefathers, our ancestors, they have left a legacy for the generations to follow. The ha Hannah, a woman of commitment and a woman of integrity. The next woman that God gave me was in Luke chapter one. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus is known for obedience and humility. She was a young woman. She got engaged with Joseph in the house of David. And one day, the angel appeared before her and she, she told her that it was, I think it was 38, um, yeah, 30, verse 34, no, verse 30. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. It says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Mary found favor with God. Mary, the mother of Jesus, found favor with God. God's favor can take us beyond impossibilities to reach the possibilities. God's favor is so beautiful for any believer. And we see that in this one, whatever we do and whatever we, wherever we go, the favor of God should go with us. You know, Moses said, Moses told God, Lord, if you do not come with us, I'm not moving from this place. He needs God's favor. Wherever we go, whether we are studying or we are working or we are, um, we are staying at home or whatever we do, we need God's favor. And that favor was given to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it was a special favor. And when we have God's favor, the Bible says we will succeed in everything. Even failure become a success because of God's favor. God's favor is so important in our lives. And the angel was talking about something which is totally unimaginable. The angel said, and behold, you will conceive in your womb 
and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. There are three prophecies here. One is, first of all, Mary was a virgin. And secondly, the angel told her that she will conceive him in her womb. There's no possibility. And bring forth a son. Not a girl, but a son. Thirdly, you shall name him Jesus. So the three prophecies were given to Mary. In verse 34, Mary says that, how can this be? I have not known a man. It can't be possible. That is the only question she asked. But the, the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. This is where we, we see the importance of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, nothing can move. Because there is power in the spirit of the living God. Without his power working within us, nothing will happen. So when he, the angel said, Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Verse 34. The power of the highest will overshadow you. That means protection for her. Protection not only from rejection from people, because she got pregnant before she got married, Protection not only from any harm and alarm physically, but protection from everywhere. That's the Holy Spirit will overshadow. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One that is to be, who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. That was the promise given to Mary. The angel explained about Mary's, you know, Mary could not believe it. So the angel started talking about her relative Elizabeth, who is called barren. You know, she was named barren. She was in her old, old age, but she's pregnant. She's in her sixth month. She's going to have a baby. So Mary went quickly to go and visit Elizabeth, and there she saw Elizabeth having a baby. And that is the time when she saw Elizabeth. In verse 45, 145, Elizabeth told her, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Why is Mary called blessed is because she believed. She believed what? She believed there will be a fulfillment of the promise that has been given to her from the Lord. Not anyone else. But from the Lord himself said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The highest, the highest power will overshadow you. And you will... Your, the Holy One that is to be born will be called the Son of God. All these things the angel told her and she believed. It was hard to believe. Certain things is hard to believe. I don't know how she believed, but that, that's her character. She believed because she's a humble person. The humility of Mary. 
is so important. We learn a lot from Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, and when she said that, um, Mary, said, Mary thought, this is true. I'm going to have a son, and he will be called Jesus. He, she believed. You know, in, and also we see in John 2, when they, there was a wedding in Cana, in Galilee, and Mary, Mother Mary, Mary's um, Jesus' mother Mary was invited there, and the disciples were invited. Jesus himself was invited. So when they went, they ran over. Uh, they ran, ran off the wine that needs to be served to the guests. So when the servants came and said uh, that, you know, we don't have any more wine to serve. And Mary went and told Jesus, they ran out of wine. But Jesus said, what is this concern you? doesn't concern you because my hour has not yet come. It was the time. Time is an important element in the kingdom of God. Without God's timing, we cannot move even one step ahead. It's always God's timing. God's timing will come at the right time. So when it was told that, and then Mary told the servants, do what he says. As a mother, she could have felt, you know, a little bit, why he's saying like that in front of all these people, I am his mother. She could have thought about it. Any human being can thought about it. It's human tendency. We don't like to be insulted in front of people. We don't like to be put down in front of people. So when it happens, she says, do as what he says. Humility. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, is known for obedience and humility. The third woman, I have already spoken about her. It's the Canaanite woman in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15 talks about a Canaanite woman, a woman from Canaan. She is, like, she is kind of outcast. She cannot come to the public. You know, she cannot receive any help or receive any, anything good because she is from Canaan. She's a Canaanite woman. And the Bible says in chapter one, um, sorry, chapter 15, verses 21, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. At that time, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. There she's crying out for her daughter to be healed. Because she knows Jesus can speak a word and he, she will be healed. But here comes about three insults. 
The Bible says in 23, verse 23, he answered her, not a word. Go and tell a person something which is very hurting for you. The person doesn't speak, keeps quiet. It's an insult. He said, there's no point in talking because this man doesn't even speak a word. Does it even encourage me or say a word of encouragement or say something nice to hear? But he totally ignored her. We would have run away from that situation. But this woman, it says that. And also immediately the disciples were asking him, urging him, just send her away because she has been crying out after us. Let her go. Let her go. Don't let her continue. There was a second insult. And then thirdly, verse, 30, verse 24, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's from the mouth of Jesus. That was the third insult. I was sent only for the last sheep of the house of Israel. But you are a Canaanite. He didn't say it, but that's, that's what understood. Then the Bible says, she came and worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. Our pride and ego are challenged. But this woman... She wanted to, she was so persistent. She didn't want to take that as an answer to her plea. She said that should be an answer, proper answer. I am not going to leave this place. So she said, she came and worshipped and she said, Lord, help me. And then again, he, Jesus spoke another word. Verse 26, 15, 26, but he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. This is even worse. You know, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Not even big dogs, but little dogs. But this woman immediately answered him, in 27, and she said, yes, Lord, I agree. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Am I not worthy for that? And the very next verse, word comes from the mouth of Jesus. Verse 28, Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that hour. She got what she wanted. This is a wonderful passage in the Bible. You know, even though you are rejected, even though you, don't, you have no right to be in the presence of people who are following Jesus, yet she took that courage and she wanted to receive her blessing from God. And she got it. Her faith and her trust is commendable. You know, the disciples have been with Jesus all along. 
In his three and a half years public ministry, the disciples were with him. They went with him wherever he went. They have witnessed with their own eyes the miracles and signs and wonders. They have seen what the Lord has done in his public ministry. And they have ate with him. They have eaten with him. They have slept with him. They have gone with him. They have, they, they have been with him throughout. Yet they fail to understand he is a merciful God. Yet if they fail to understand he is a powerful God. He will speak a word and it will come through no matter how, but it will come through in the name of Jesus. They did not know, but this Canaanite woman, even though she, she cannot have, she is not worthy. She is unworthy, you know. Even though she is like that, she decided to say that Jesus is powerful. Jesus will speak a word over my daughter and she will be healed. And I have trust in him. I have faith in him. It will happen. And it happened as she expected. So as God's children, you know, this, is, this message is also for, for everyone. Even though today is Mother's Day, but the Lord said, go and speak it to the church. So... I'm just trying to, I'm just, I, I'm, I just want to encourage each and every one of you. If we are committed people, if we are people of integrity, if we are people of humility, and if we are people of obedience, and we, we, we are people of faith and trust, God is going to lift us up more than what we can try, we can even imagine or ask. He will do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask because of the power that is working within us. May God's name be praised. Be, you know, I want to ask you, ask you uh, one question. Can we become like Hannah? Can we become like Mary, the mother of Jesus? Can we become like the Canaanite woman? Can we at least choose in our hearts to desire, I want to be like them. I have the desire. At times, you know, the enemy comes and sees that desire. But that is something that is burning within us as believers, that we don't want to lose it. We want to take hold of that, that God is going to come through. If only possess these virtues and trust God that he will do it. He will do it. Amen. As Pastor Sam come over mm. and then he, he prays for us that God is going to do amazing, amazing things for us. We are not very many people, but if he speaks a word on you, it will happen. It will happen in the name of Jesus, because of the power that is working within the man of God. It will work. It will work. If we, have the, if we carry that faith, it will work. It will work. God bless his word. Amen. Amen.